Hi, I'm Nathan. I'm playing Captain Eyeless, the priest. Hi, I'm Zach. I'm playing Grieg, the ranger and first mate. Hi, I'm JD. I'm playing Nolsk, the slayer. I, uh, I kill things. And I'm Ryan, your dungeon master for this game. And this is the Chimera Cast, a Dungeon World actual play podcast. Like yeah, a fucking pro. You sound like you did yeah. that, like, yeah, four, one four and done, times, baby. Right? <laughs> listen, four listen. And done. If fucking people in Hollywood could get shit done in four takes, I'm just saying, they don't. They that don't. Was, that's actually a fair point. Yes. Yeah. Chimera cast, better than Hollywood. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Pay me you, millions Paul of dollars. Thomas Anderson in yeah, your oh, multiple I, takes. You guys didn't know about my payment fee of $1 million per episode <laughs> for Chimera cast? It, for, <laughs> for each of us. <laughs> payment fee slash you know blackmail what whatever yeah so to our executive producer patreon i guess is <laughs> eventually who's producing our show thanks so much jake for supporting the show <laughs> uh, jake we're just gonna assume the check is in the mail I yeah guess. i yeah you're probably hearing this about a month out so we've probably yeah. gotten it by now yeah we yeah, better I mean, we, we better yeah. have or those pictures are gonna get released exactly <laughs> wow jake Wow. They are disgusting. Wow, Jake. Why would you do that to your dog, Jake? (laughs) Einstein is so cute and cuddly. I'm sorry. So we're going to play with boats. Let's play some boats. boats. Boat world. Sea world. We're playing sea world. I'm I'm Captain Eyeless the Orca. I got to be honest. Every time you say Captain Eyeless, I think you're saying Captain Nihilist, which is the best superhero ever, I guess. I'm super into it. (laughs) Whatever, it doesn't matter anyways. <laughs> this is, this is a why why even burning say that, lady? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> she will die eventually anyway. <laughs> there is no way to stop this It is this all bomb. the same to Captain Nihilist. <laughs> Wait, I, that's just a, Dr. Manhattan. Actually. Wait a minute. <laughs> yep. Oh, is that why that's my favorite character from Watchmen? I mean, also, it's the one that he spent the most time on. Well, also, it's just the best one. Yeah. Owlman is clearly the the best character. <laughs> actually, for a long time, the comedian was my favorite character. Comedian's really cool. Really I, actually, yeah. that's got a it's great. got a good cast of characters. That's it why does. it's that's why oh, it's, it's a, a good, good comic. Yeah. Good, yeah, weird. weird. Huh. Nope, just one good character. The rest are shit. Yeah, <laughs> that yep. one character is just so good. Speaking of, let's time let's time to introduce our characters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's called a transition, hot transition. Okay, am I am I starting? Of course you are. You're the fucking captain. You have yeah, you have to start. Fair point. Okay, so and I have to go second. I don't care, man. It's fine. <laughs> Jealous? Not really. Save the best for last. <laughs> Ryan, you are the best. He doesn't have a character to introduce. <laughs> I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm I do. A- first, oh. first time aircast with DMPC. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> 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 Velo the parrot. Oh right. yes. <laughs> Fucking amazing. <laughs> You're all I welcome. forgot about that shit. All right. Okay. For it. So, should we maybe introduce actually what we're fucking doing with this game? Do you want to yeah. handle that, Ethan? Wait, what? Wait, what you mean with the ship? Yeah, I think Ryan should talk. Well, you're about the captain. That. I just didn't know if you. I guess I don't know. Ryan, talk talk about like the setting and what. Okay. Like the general basic, yeah. basic setting. Do the cat. 
Yeah, so this is set sort of in the the Chimera world, uh, north and west of the fjords, and the it's like far north. Um, you have been hired by King Hrodgir to help him hunt down these uh, like reavers who've been menacing the coastline, uh, known as the Tornrack. Uh, they're very like mysterious and like don't leave survivors when they attack. Like they don't take hostages, which is weird for pirates. I mean, same, you know. Yeah, you have a lot in common with these guys, probably. I think I do. Should I? <laughs> is this gonna end with me joining their crew? Like, you become for their everything, king, everyone. <laughs> That'd be stupid. Ah, we'll get there. <laughs> Ryan just marked out make <laughs> Nolsk into a king. He he's lying. He just drew a wiener on the page. <laughs> yeah, I'll admit that's what he did. That's what all my notes are. That's how I prep. <laughs> just doodling wiener. <laughs> <sighs> um, yeah, and so we wrote a bunch of rules for ship stuff, uh, that are based off of Jeremy Stamberg's. Uh, sailing the Sapphire Isles uh, dungeon starter and the vehicle combat rules from Apocalypse World. It's also got a little bit from uh, the Perilous Wilds as well. Yeah. Yep. We'll have all this up, uh, all the ship rules up as a living document on the website, right? Yeah, I think there's a plan. I'll, I'll try to link this in the show notes um, when we post it up, but do expect them to change probably as we're as we're going through this campaign. Yeah, um, we haven't play tested them yet or anything. Yeah, so that's what this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, so enjoy whatever. <laughs> Feel free to use them in in whatever you want to do. Obviously, we've cribbed them from a bunch of other awesome uh, PBTA resources at this point. So you know, if you guys want to check that out, you totally should be able to. But it'll all be written up there. Sweet. So yeah, you, that's basically also the gist for you guys of yeah. what you're doing. Yo ho ho. Yeah. Tight. So yeah, go ahead and introduce your characters. As the captain, I suppose I will start. Captain Eilis is the daughter of a of a of an, of an adventurer who became obsessed with a cult in the far north, known as the cult of Duvaruth, D U V U R U T H, and he brought his family, his wife, and his young daughter, the daughter being Eilis, along with him to to traverse these frozen wastelands as they as they came about and was subsumed in an avalanche. The surviving daughter found herself dropped into the uh, the ocean, essentially finding like a northwest passage is kind of how I always imagined it, and was taken a taken aboard by a by a passing pirate ship and eventually worked her way up into the, the to be the captain of her own ship. That's pretty much all I have. So you're effectively like from the north? Yes. Okay. Just wasn't sure how that was rolling down. Yeah, I. So there was a there. I, the Duvaruth, the uh, the aforementioned Duvaruth is a dragon uh, that is supposed to be found in the northern Arctic parts of this world, and that and that is the deity that I as- ascribe to be the sea. Oh shit! Okay, I didn't realize that you were like retranslating your your papa's religion into your religion. Yep. Okay. Cool. Duvaruth. Fucking sea dragon. That's cool. I'm in it. Hell yeah. Yeah, so I'm playing Grieg, the ranger. He's from the peat bog areas, somewhere not totally described inside of our Crimea universe. I imagine to the west 
if we're using a little bit of a, a general world map overlay. He is from the kingdom of uh, the Magals. The lands are called the Gallands. Peaty, boggy, lots of mushrooms growing in that area. He has a small companion named Sox, who is a weasel. Just to give you a kind of a, a simple outline of who Sox is via his stats. Uh, he's got two ferocity, two cunning, one instinct, and zero armor. So he can't, he's not, I mean, he's a weasel. He can't defend anyone, but he's the most intelligent thing on this crew. That might be true. Oh, it definitely is. I'm pretty sure that he, <laughs> well, we'll talk about the librarian later, but that would be the oh, only other yeah, person. yeah, I guess so, yeah. yeah. Him, and, him and the librarian probably have late talks over tea, <laughs> <laughs> discussing, discussing their great discoveries I sw- together. I swear, Socks, you're the only one I can have a reasonable conversation. <laughs> the librarian learns <laughs> speak with animals just so that he'd have somebody smart to talk to on a ship. <laughs> uh, great. Socks is, uh, he has some strengths there. He is ferocious and he has keen senses, especially tapping into that keen senses is what I want to do. I mean, I don't see Socks as an encyclopedia of knowledge. But I do see him. I do see him filling in Grieg's lack of worldliness and wisdom by being the one who's kind of watching out for Grieg. He can search and he can fight monsters. You underline these things based on his cunning. The one big attribute to Socks is that he is in fact lame. He is missing his left forepaw, so he is a sad little boy, and he just rides on Aww, my shoulder. He's so cute. So cute. Yeah, he's he's a pretty all right weasel. His name is Socks. He has like yeah, it's different colored little little boots. Well, well, he has balls. boots. Yeah. He has boots. Yeah. What color is Socks? We have to spend a also, lot of time talking about <laughs> so that we also for the fan art. Fan art. The fan art. What color oh, are you? Because you didn't give any physical description. Oh yeah. Nor did you. Nathan, I did not either. So. <laughs> uh, my physical description that I chose: body wild, eyes sharp, hair hooded, and his clothes. He just got ragged clothes. I just see him as a kind of skinny, knobby swamp thing with probably like almost weird growths that off of his skin that kind of make you a little bit uncomfortable not nearly as uncomfortable as JD's character we'll get there I know <laughs> I'm again foreshadowing yeah he if anything socks rides on his right hand shoulder and around his neck is the the leather I can't think of what these things are called ever it's kind of just like a a leather outlet you know what I'm talking about a leather oh. a leather circlet that goes around the shoulders and around the back People would just kind of wear them over. A road warrior. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's that's just football. Tell him socks. and inscribed on that is the the symbol of his area, which is just a, a giant bloom and mushroom uh kind of carved out. <laughs> to, to strike terror in his enemies. <laughs> uh, to to speak of restoration and regrowth and Whatever, man. And one up. (laughs) Don't worry. This is all great. Captain, my captain, what do you look like? Ilis has sharp eyes. I imagine her tall and and somewhat broad. In her early forties, but with uh with long like shock white hair. Okay, so I'm playing Nolsk, as established. I am a Slayer, uh, which is taken from Grimworld. Uh, which I highly recommend just in general. So Nolsk is Pythian. So we introduced Pythia in our last campaign. If you haven't listened to it, Pythia is our version of essentially space hell 
it takes a lot of influence from Carcosa or Lovecraftian mythology and is a, a planet across space and time that is attempting to essentially conquer our planet. The reason they haven't been particularly successful is that it takes a substantial amount of either deaths or gold in order to open portals in between. So Pythian magic essentially works on either suffering or gold. So Nulsk was a grunt in the ordinary Pythian day-to-day life. However you want to think of it, it was an awful, brutal place. He was sent over as a scout to our planet with a commander basically in charge of this like scouting mission called Drigik. And the very first thing that Nils did upon exiting the portal was frag his commanding officer, essentially, and then went AWOL. So he suckered him from behind, stabbed him in the neck a bunch of times, ripped his head off to make sure he was dead, and is never going back. So the way that the Slayer works in general is that it's a class that is designed around this mechanic where it essentially has to kill or it starts suffering withdrawal. In this case, Nulsk um, was inspired by this idea of death being the, the currency of magic or one of the main currencies of magic for Pythia. So he has to kill in order to stay here. And if he fails to do so, the way that I am thinking of it now, and we'll see how this goes if I ever get there, is that he will essentially be stretched between space and time, between the two locations. He starts getting Marty McFlyed. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. That's why I would like to go to my look. Uh, I will say, uh, Nolsk does not pass. He is clearly Pythian. He is demonic, essentially. My look is that I have four pale, milky eyes that never blink. Two in the front and two on each side of my head. I have a mane of spines, like porcupine spines rather than hair. His jaw can pull apart into two pieces, revealing his tongue, which is actually uh, 16 individual tongues that can then move independently. And that's how he like would eat, is he would grab that with his tongues and hold it into his mouth parts inside of his jaw, where it, it then like saws parts of food apart and then eats it that way. He's kind of short. He's like five, six. Um, five seven somewhere in there so short for your your average slayer i would say uh he's got kind of like gangly thin arms and his skin kind of looks like it's stretched over a, a thin carapace his skin color ranges from gray to a deep purple at his like extremities yeah he he wears uh leather armor but it's like a strange kind of off color leather that i think actually has like growth rings in it and then his body is scarred and it's a mix of ritual scars and scars just from literally being beaten for much of his life as this kind of lowest on the totem pole member of Pythian society. He fucking hates that place. I think that's all I've really got. Can you guys think of anything else that I need? I think you covered all the bases. Yeah. So yeah, Nulsk, he's Pythian. He has to kill things or bad things will happen to him. Cool. All right. So I think now the, the ship creation stuff, Probably. Hell yeah. Do we want to do that first or do we want to do bonds and such and flags? Oh, oh if, if he's going to do bonds, maybe a bond with the ship, should we maybe yeah, do, the, do ship the ship first? Cool, yeah, cool. that sounds great. Yeah, let's do the ship. Diveruth's tooth. Diveruth's ta- uh, scale. That's yeah. just going to be hard to say all the time. Yeah. Well, it would be the scale or the tooth. Yeah. That's well, it. That's all you got, huh? Friend. That was it. That was well, two. I had the love boat, but... <laughs> 
Yar. <laughs> a lot of these are based on color. So like Great Viridian, uh, Vermilion Grail. Wow, what if you like mix this shit? Also, I don't know what color Virilian is. Vermilion is, 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 is a green. Green. I mean, or red. like the, sorry, the Vermilion Vermilion's red. I'm sorry. Vermilion's not red. Vermilion's red. Right. Viridian's green. Vermilion's red. Viridian, that one makes sense to me being green. Viridian City. Vermilion is What's red. What's the fucking Shout like blue one? Uh, Zaffir is blue. Zaffir? Zaffir? Z-A-F-F-R-E is blue. Z-A-F-F-R-E? Oh, you learn something new every day. You're welcome. Yeah. Other reds. Anyway, my thought Cinnabar, on this, my thought Crimson. on this, like mixing, yeah, Cinnabar. I got. Uh, my thought on this is that you, if you mix Shasta those, it's like, Pokemon. like, uh, what was the, what was your first one? Zephyr's what? Zephyr's tooth. Zephyr's tooth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if we go in that direction, I think that makes more sense than the Duveruth's tooth because I assume Duveruth has a color. It's you know bl- what I mean? Yeah, blue. Well, I'd be the color of the sea, right? So like blue, green, white, anywhere in there. Yeah. Scale of Zephyr, I like personally. Scale of Zephyr. Yeah, I like that. It Scale impl- of Zephyr. implies the whole, but isn't overly, like, I think Fang has a little bit. Yeah, I don't know for that edgy. Yeah. I like Scale of Zephyr. I like that, too. Scale of Zephyr. Scale of Zephyr's nice. Cool. So there's three stats for ships. Speed, hull, and crew. And all start at plus zero, and you could get to add plus one to one of them. And I I I would I mean I wouldn't champion hull first. I think that that's given given the name that is, that suggests. I a was also going hull. to champion hull, so I hull seems, I'm yeah. in on that for sure. How many how many how many how many, how many points do we get? Just, just one. the just one. one. We just get one. Oh, yep. okay. Next, you choose two advantages. She's streamlined, particularly well built, or has trained hands. Increases stat by plus one. The next one is war ram. Plus one hull when using full speed ahead. Armored, minus one to your roll when taking ship harm. Spacious cargo holds, add another box to low stores, which is sort of like a condition tracker. Loyal crew, add an extra box to miserable and demoralized. And unsinkable, add an extra box to both crippled and sinking. I'm interested in war ram or armored, but I think we may be you know, putting too many eggs in a basket, so talk to me, guys. Um... Crew is very important, just like stats-wise, for a lot of the uh, moves. Or at least it was. It's not anymore, brother. Cool. <laughs> I was actually thinking about how you said your father passed away. Was it an avalanche? Is that what you said? Sorry. Yes. And he was in a boat. No, we were tra- we were traveling northward, uh-huh. and an avalanche broke over what would essentially be a a, a river or a an Arctic lake. Okay. I was carried out to sea that way. That's why I'm a priest. Interesting, interesting. I mean, I'm not mad about War Ram or Armored. They're both fine to me. Yeah, they they both seem interesting. I almost, I don't know, you said that your deity is interested in exploration. If it was a conquering deity, I, I suppose I'm trying to like combine what your character wants and kind of reflect it in the ship or what your deity wants of your character. And if exploration is kind of the key there since it's not like warfare since the sacrifice isn't going to be bring bodies to the sea or something like that i think you said it's going to be something a little bit different did you say that Sorry. secrets secret I, I forgot if you said it in character or not i don't remember if i did well so your dd demands secrets i would almost say something i feel like you said did you want to do stronghold or armored armored was the one you yeah your deity would want you to build something that would last as opposed to something that would well, that also wanna sounds fight. like unsinkable. So, do we want to do armored and unsinkable? We get to choose two. Yeah, I mean that—that that is my my that was my logic going into it. 
if you guys want, are okay with that, I'm cool with it. That sounds cool. I don't. I don't particularly care if we have a a battering ram on the front of our ship. Ryan, please say again what the benefits do. Yeah. So armored uh, minus one to your roll when taking ship harm, and unsinkable. You add an extra box to both crippled and sinking. So basically, yeah, that just gives you us ex- more time on our clock. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, next, you have to choose two disadvantages. Uh, she's awkward at sea, poorly built, or at sailor's lack training. Reduce a stat by minus one. Cramped, permanently mark low stores. Falling apart, permanently mark battered. Bitter crew, permanently mark grumbling. Savage crew, hard to keep them in line when they have the opportunity for excess. And distinctive profile, the ship is easily recognized. What was the second to last one? Savage crew? Savage crew. That seems in line with what's happening. I don't know what you mean. I'm well trained and very disciplined. (laughs) In the art of being a Pythian. Yeah. I've, I've been disciplined a lot. I can say that. I didn't learn that, shit, That's what that though. means, right? That's exactly why I well, ran away from well, home. Well-disciplined. That's, yeah. Yeah. F- fuck you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> and he hitched a train to <laughs> Chimera cast. I also, I personally really love Distinctive Profile. I was going to say as well that people that can see us coming. Yeah. Like, it's got a they dragon we prow. Are we, we're picking two? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Then I, yes. Yes, yeah, I, was gonna, I was super into that idea as well. It's just um, so much fun. Because I also, maybe this is just me in a trope that I feel like I've been caught in, that a lot of ships are the black something, the, you know, the... This the thing dark. is fucking this thing blue. Is, yeah, yeah, this thing is blue, blue as fuck. Yeah. Like, I think this, I think our ship is highly noticeable. So, like, oh, they're intense. You know, if no one likes us and they're like, oh, shut, exactly. your, shut your doors. Is is the distinctive profile just that it's blue? It's, I mean, I it's, it's blue. I think having a dragon head on the front is sweet. It's. I mean, it's not just on the front. I think the head is on the front, but like it's got a body that's carved into the side as it goes along. Oh, uh, sweet. I mean, Dope. we also have a sail to think about. Oh. Do we have two big ass dragon wings instead of a normal like single sail? Oh. Let's just lean into it. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna die so fast because this is too cool. Hey, it spits flames when it drives. It's bad at a burn. <laughs> the fade away. <laughs> I love the idea of fucking our captain just yelling back like, Greg, get the NOS. <laughs> <laughs> Only have to yell it as Vin Diesel. <laughs> Family before everything. Isla's, I'm, I'm, I'm Isla's uh, Doretto or Beretta? What is his fucking name? I don't know. I can't say I've watched Dominic him. Toretto. Yeah, Dominic uh, Toretto. Toretto. Dominic Toretto. Toretto. Yeah, there it is. I'm Isla's Toretto. <laughs> so cool. do we want to do, that's all we need to do for a ship right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, do you guys want to do bonds and flags and stuff real quick? Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. yeah. Okay, the bonds I have. I trust Grieg impl- implicitly. They are good and faithful. As first mate and lookout, if that weren't the relationship, we'd have real issues. <laughs> and Nolsk is in constant danger. I will keep them safe. That is your entire character paradigm? Yep, accurate. I want to have one with the ship. Talk to me, guys. Because that, that was a really good idea and not something I'd given any thought to before. I really like the idea of this being something that I put forth a lot of effort to bring about in the first place. This wasn't really, yeah, I don't know what relationship I would have with a ship. 
outside of something to the effect of, I will go down with this ship. But that seems a little too implicit in just being the captain. Yeah. How did you get it? How'd you get the ship? Yeah. I wanted a game of cards. No, uh... Taking my questions? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. it's cool. It's cool. It, I mean, it doesn't I mean, form that bond, it needs, though, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It needs to get answered anyway. So I, maybe we, you guys can talk about this, had to have run a big score. Had to come across a big score. I will say personally, like, no, I'm out. I joined your crew pretty recently. Okay. But Grieg... I might have been there. What do you think we did? Because I think the all these dragon accoutrements are added to the hull of the ship. They're not, you know, they're not carved into the hull. They're they're ac- accessories that are attached to it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which is to say that we won a lily white ship from somebody who put up somebody of 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 equal flair. Put up just a lily white ship. Put it up? You mean like in a card that, game? Or what something? I was gonna say is it? As <laughs> oh a, no, I mean that's or like as, as, a, as payment. As a, as a payment. Oh, as, as payment. okay, okay. I mean, would you have been on a ship at the time? Because you said that you were like saved by a pirate ship. Did you, you know, did you mutiny against your current captain at that time and like turn him into some other dude who wanted his head, and then you got? A ship? You know, that's too good to pass up. Yeah. yeah like, uh, he, there was a bounty on him, and the bounty was a ship. Yeah. And so, Grieg, what, what, you weren't the first mate of that ship. The first mate of that ship is the person who orchestrated it. Under the, They got to keep the ship that I was sailing on. That makes a lot of sense, actually, yeah. And you and I turned in my former captain, our yeah. former captain, for this this white ship, which we stained blue and attached a dragon to. Oh shit! You were looking for like a potential enemy, or a potential like people who hate us. What do you What do you mean? It'd be the the first mate of that ship. You took the captain off of there without taking the ship, and turned the captain in. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're permanently blacklisted on that ship. Those fuckers hate us, and they know your ship, right? What's they know that you. ship called? And what's the Former first mate. What's his name? Yeah, what else you got there, buddy? This is all happening up in this northern area, right? Yes. Uh, dwarf first mate. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. Just throw that out there. So here's our, here are names I have. A lot of them are lame, but I just figured they could be, they could be springboards. The Sawbuck. The Rose Leaf. I, I said Vermilion Grail before, but I, I, I like the idea of it being red. As opposed to our, uh, as opposed to our blue, but you guys probably aren't totally into that kind of thing. <laughs> Did I say Great Viridian before? I don't know. I uh, believe so. Yeah, the Great Green. Yeah. Talk to me, guys. That was that was that was just a few a few ideas. I mean, I'm leaning heavier into something more dwarf insi- culture, something more insidious. Now or something. Yeah. So something like I don't know bronze or rock or iron. no. I mean, like you know, northern I'm, fjord dwarves. Right? Yeah. So the Northern Fear Dwarves are something that we've established previously in the Chimera. Don't they worship some kind of, like, bear god They worship bears. So could could the ship be, like, the Ice Bear or the Iron Grizzly? (laughs) I think they were – what was it? Like, what did you actually establish? Oh, was it a – Oh, are you talking about the names? Yeah, there was, like, a polar bear and a black bear or something. Yeah, Cag is the black bear, the bear of death. Yeah. Cag's eye. Uh, Keg's uh, flight. 
I'm just saying things. Well, I like this because then it's probably Frothgar's. Frothgar's not on the ship. Oh, no, no, no. It's just his. Oh, yeah. he Is it is it his or is it just like, you know? If there's, there, there's more Dwarven Kings than you like to think there are. No, there's one. I don't think that's true. No, I'm, yeah. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always, I'm always down. It is for, a year all. That's true. I'm always down for forcing coincidences, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Granted. So it's Cag is the black bear, the yeah. the the evil bear, quote unquote. Yeah, the death bear. Cag's ire. Uh, that's not bad. That's not bad. What What was the other bear? Cag and um, Fluke. Is the Fluke's folly. Oh, Fluke's Folly is really good. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what it is. There it is. Fuck. That's, yeah, hang on. Too sweet me for that. Is that the white ship then? No. That is, what are the, what are the, what, what, um, let's say this. So let's back up. I just want to say this definitively so you have something to work with. Grieg, you and I mutinied the captain of our former ship, which was Fluke's Folly. Yeah. A dwarvish captain and a, with a dwarvish first mate who took over the ship. What what would his name be? Tirg. Tirg? Perfect. A dwarvish first mate named Tirg. Would it be red and gold? What were I don't remember Fluke having colors necessarily other than no, just that he was kind of a polar bear, a big white bear. Right. right. Because I think I think the the payment for turning the captain in was a white ship which we painted blue. No, so I think this ship like if it's so it's Fluke's folly, which means it's probably more in service to Cag. So it's probably a fucking. I mean, I hate to, you know, black. It's just a yeah, black ship. I think, yeah. I think it yeah. is a black ship. Is my it yeah. was my idea as well. Um, tight Fluke black ship it. with a big fucking bear head on the front of it. Yeah, uh, that one definitely has the ramming hammer. On the front of it, right? It's a it, dwarven, I mean, like dwarven bronze. Just it's fluke on the front, though. Yeah, uh, it's a big fucking polar bear on the front of this white of this black ship. So, so a, big, it's a, a black ship with a white polar bear, a on white the front? bear head uh, on the front. All right. Oh come on! I think That's, that sounds dope. No, yeah, and I actually I think since we've actually previously established it, if we want to give it a ram, and if I mean we talked about the fact that so we're in kind of the late bronze, early iron age ish is like where we're really coming from for yeah. inspiration but the dwarves were one of the few people who actually really worked with iron regularly i think it's a big iron bear it looks white from a distance so it ends up yeah. looking white yeah okay so we've got the ship we did come up with a bond i think for that now yeah. oh no we didn't no. have one yet because we were still talking about the talk about uh, the, how we got uh, the ship uh, and the enemy ship right yeah right, right. oh no do you forget what we did? No, it's not. That's not the oh no, where I have an idea. That's the oh no, where I'm not sure what I want to what I want to do. Oh, okay. Oh well, Damn talk it. it out. This yeah. is what the podcast yeah. is. Yeah. For. So we came. We you and I mutinied to get this shit. Honestly, I mutinied to get Zaffir. The scale of Zaffir is not a bad bond. But talk to me. That doesn't evolve very well. I think. Do you feel guilty about it, or insecure about it? Absolutely insecure. Or maybe you're always afraid of. Mutiny from your own crew. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that's the insecurity, yeah, right? So I think it could be like uh, the scale was built in betrayal. Nailed it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Look at you rhyming. My three bonds are: I trust Greek implicitly; they are good and faithful. Nulsk is in constant danger; I will keep them safe. It's true. And with the ship, 
The scale was built on betrayal. I'm really intrigued to see how that resolves because I think you should lean hard into that one so that we can resolve it in this arc, but I think it'll be sweet. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really yeah. cool. For my flags, harm or threaten harm or threaten to harm an enemy so I can step in and show them compassion. I I think that I have a, I have a lawful alignment and I think that there's a, a an understanding of sportsmanship in this that I want to lean into despite my apparent hypocrisy. Ask for and take my advice as on a difficult manner. I'm the captain. I want you guys to ask me for advice. And that's what I have. Zach? Yeah, I've got one, which is I have guided Eyeless before, and they owe me for it, and it evolved in our conversation to the point now. I think I gave you pro tips on how we mutinied. I guided you through the mutiny because you were unsure of exactly how to do it. Are you good? Uh, yeah, technically. Doesn't mean I care. I, I, I'm curious. I mean, aren't you good? I'm lawful. Okay. I mean, I, ooh, you're lawful? Yeah. Aren't you mutinied? Well, this I'm starting so rich. I'm I know. Start, I'm, I'm starting, starting to, to think. <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to think that we were on a very evil ship. I think. Well, no, yeah. I think I think it was an evil ship. Yeah. 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 I think that that is very true. Yeah, that makes sense. But but yeah, this this that's why he had to coach me through mutinying. Okay, interesting. Which honestly should probably just. I mean, some derivative of that should be our flag, your flag, or yeah. I'm sorry, your bond with me. Yeah. And then I'm still trying to think of what I want to do for Nolsk. So, just because I want it to be interesting and not in the way that Nolsk's ways are strange to me. Yeah, that's lame. You know, right? Yeah. That's the that's yeah. the the standard fodder for is someone it, who's other. Isn't your like alignment tag like kill a magical beast or something like that? Mine is endanger yourself to combat an unnatural threat. Do you find me unnatural? Hmm. It's not quite strange, but I think it could be a diff- a slight a different take on that. Yeah, yeah. We're like maybe you're, you're not torn. cool with me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think we could work off of it. I'm somewhere between the two. I was trying to decide if we wanted to have a little bit of party tension right away or not, just in the sense of the last. I think time there we... could be a little bit. I mean, we've kind of talked about the fact that the captain feels obligated towards me or feels like she needs to protect me. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you've just like accepted that as the command, but. You, that doesn't mean you have to like me. Yeah. Or you can think on it a little more. We'll see how it comes out and play, whatever. Yeah, I might I might I might let it sit for this first sewed. That's cool. And see if we can find something exactly that I like. My flags. Dismiss my intelligence so uh, so that I may show you the true force of my knowledge. Reddit.com slash R slash I am very smart. Uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grieg has read a lot of books. But he doesn't Talk Children's books don't count. Well, <laughs> <laughs> then he's read a couple of books, <laughs> <laughs> which you're still saying a lot. I looked at the pictures of most of them, just because yeah. I can't read. And then uh, <laughs> my other bond is going to be for socks, uh, or my other flag, which is open up an enemy for the wrath of socks. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Nolsk, Nolsk spawns are. Grieg has seen me at my worst, and that could mean at the worst of my, like, desperation to kill something in order to stay here, or it could mean at the worst of my killing something to stay here, right? Like, at the end of the day, I'm still a demon, and I'm still pretty awful. My next one is I can always count on 
Eyeless to lead me to a kill, which I really like. That's why you're here. Yep. And then my last one is Socks is staring again. It wants me dead. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that weasel. <laughs> <laughs> my flags are try to tease out information about my, I'll just go ahead and say, unfortunate life in Pythia. And then attempt to use finesse so I can barge in. Oh, I will also say, I didn't really note this earlier, but I probably should have. So Nilsk's thing is that he's trying to, like, he has to kill in order to stay here, but he's trying to get enough gold to make his residence here permanent. Like, but it takes a lot of gold to get that ritual off. So it's going to be a while, but that's why he ended up here, I think. Oh, that's cool. Well, and he's good at killing, so you kept him around, but that's basically like, that's what he's after is gold, even though he has to kill to be here. Sweet. So now I have some questions for you guys. This is sort of a general one for everybody at the table. When have you had run-ins with the Tornrack, also known as the Flesh Stealers, before? What horrors did you witness? Dreek, did our captain bargain with them? Yep. For what? I'm worried about that, but I think that that's why we, why we mutinied. Yeah, what did he bargain with them for? I'm trying to think. You guys wanted safe passage through some of their turf, basically. And so you guys raided a merchant ship, but the goal was not necessarily what the ship had. You took all the bodies, hacked them up, traded them over. Worse than that, man. We took them prisoner. And That's what I was going to say. Them. Yeah. They inhabited the ship. They took over all the bodies. Right. You said it was flesh. There's, there are other there's flesh stealers. They... They inhabited the ship. They take. They took over the ship. <laughs> so <laughs> to they're, give you a Men in Black reference, like they, they're. Is so that? They're, sorry, I guess I'm interpreting. And I was know. interpreting them as like cannibals, but I was. If interpreting you're interpreting them, them as, as people who wear other people's skin, I mean, cannibals don't want a bunch of, but don't want a bunch of like hacked up bodies. They would want fresh meat, still that living well. bodies. That's fair too. Yeah, I either don't, way. Yeah. I don't know if we necessarily know what we... Well, that's the did. second half of that question. That they might do still go... No, I actually really like the idea of they, them trading them over. They wear their skin, but not in like the Men in Black sense, but more in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre sense. Like their oh, leather God. armor is sewn together human leather. Correct. Oh, there God. it is. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, so if I may... Gross. If I may say in, in one in one sentence, Greg, Greg and I, our, our former ship, Fluke's Folly, the captain, which we mutinied against, bartered with them for safe passage through a canal or something. The details of which were that we raided a merchant ship and took the crew of said ship and gave them to these flesh stealers, which they used for their armor and such. I think the worst thing about it and what was really counterintuitive in the moment was that they told us to keep as many alive as possible, very strictly. Don't oh, before you, know, you like guys our, even realized what was going on, our captain was knew. just yeah. like, "Take as many hostages as you can and don't hurt them." And then only in the aftermath that we realize why. <laughs> That's cool because it's a long, sacrificial kind of like a torturous kind of thing that happens when they start to wear their flesh. Yeah, Ugh. we saw them make a sale. Oh. Oh. Yep. Yeah, that's the th- that's the thing that really each of us were like, because it smells when you when you're the lead ship and they're behind you. You guys ever smelled like 
leathers out to dry. Yep. <sighs> it's bad. It's bad. That's how you know you're downwind of a torn rack. You can smell them coming. Just throwing that out there. There's a, yeah, there are there are great port stories yeah. of smelling yeah smelling death. Yeah. Oh shit! I just imagine them coming them coming and everybody clearing out of the port. Right. Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah, that's great. Cool. Eilis, you recently acquired an important item for King Hrodgir. What was it, and what hardships did you face in acquiring it? Did you give us information as to what King Hrodgir was king of? Like a port city state, a port, I guess. A port, up, a port city. Up okay. in the north, yeah. Is he dwarven or human? He's a dwarven. Dwarven. Yeah, the plot thickens. There is a civil war happening to the southeast, and he has chosen a side, and he wanted me to acquire for him a weapon. If I simply call it a weapon, a weapon of living iron, is that good enough? Yeah. He wanted me to acquire for him a weapon of living iron. As far as what we had to go through to get it, Nulsk, would you say you were on board for this one? I think that probably makes sense. I know exactly what hardship I suffered. Talk to me. Oh. Yeah. He jumped on one of those fucks' face and it bit his goddamn left foreleg off. What did? <laughs> what was protecting the... Who Or who had... The living iron. I mean, it was either human or dwarf. Uh, we'd have to make a pretty strong argument for elves to be on the high sea. I don't think we need to do that. I mean, it was... Oh, yeah, it was It was a dwarf. It was a dwarf. Dwarves, rather, had, had the living iron, but it would be from the oppositional side. Oh, so we stole one of their weapons? That's interesting. I'm assuming the Civil War you're talking about is uh, the Frothgar stuff that's going on. That is kind of what it seems like to me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to get totally into that lore. Cool. That yeah. with yeah, oh, that makes sense. Uh, uh, that was just that was the a lore w- is basically this. Frothgar is a previous player character in the Chimera, played by Zach, who took over a Jarldom and named himself Jarl, and also promised a return to the old ways, which was basically being super into war, and then decided he was going to conquer all of the northern dwarf lands in his own name. And so now they're fighting. That's basically it. That's the lore. You're now all caught up. Cool. I think that Sox tried to bore into the eye of the captain of the ship or whoever. Uh, was how about they were fucking using the iron weapon, dude? Oh, I mean, if you want it to be epic and they snapped off his little tiny little leg. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the living, the living iron fucking ate your weasel leg. It was coming. F- it was coming for you, and he jumped in front of it. Oh, socks, you motherfucker! By God, socks, you're a great cop. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him tiny mouth to mouth. It was cute. It was still cute and sad, and everyone cried. <laughs> the Emmy goes too. Socks portraying. Socks. No, so I think you can even get into that. Like, I think you lost a lot of crew. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is like yeah. the transition is that it was a you had to fight, fight this living iron in order to take it, so you lost a bunch. And also, isn't our crew wasn't was one of the negatives that we took? Our crew is a little bit savage, and we'll yeah. jump at any. Oh, so we had to recruit whoever we could get, yeah, right. to fill in spaces. Okay, this is great. This is great. This is great. But I was there for that. Is that correct? That's what we're saying. Yeah. Cool. Okay. 
Unless, unless you you think that's otherwise, that, well, I was just saying otherwise, it just would have been like that makes <sighs> sense. Why? Well, we I guess we really need Creo. Sure, weird freakish demon guy. He keeps sitting outside the boat. <laughs> uh, do we let him? Off? Oh, he's swimming alongside it. All no, right. I'm not. No, I'm <laughs> no, not. No, I don't I, like water. I forgot about. That. <laughs> I enjoy. My it. character's just not good for any of this. Weasels and water. A demon. That's all the two biggest is. fears. <laughs> okay, so there was a there was a dwarven ship transporting the living iron and in our boarding of it they unflasked it and it decimated our crew and that's why our crew is so savage is we had to desperately recruit as many new people as we could did you just say they unflasked the living iron yeah 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 i don't know what that means dope it's neither do it's liquid (laughs) yeah Oh fuck! No, it means horrible time. T one thousand, baby. Yeah. Hey, oh, dude. This is everybody awful. likes a one eighty tombstone. So this I th- is awful. Shut the fuck up, Zach. <laughs> so I think living iron. I'm sorry. I thought I just immediately thought of mercury, and I guess no. That's good. No, I like it. I didn't. I was not at all picturing. That. I was picturing like a golem or some shit. But this is way cooler. Yeah. I mean, it is a golem. Whatever. It's a mer- It's a mercury, mercury golem. golem. Okay, fine. Oh damn it! That's cool. Thank you guys. <laughs> I can't anymore. <laughs> All right. No, that's sweet. Does it have blade arms? Whatever. It's on our side now. Who cares? And I'm sure. I'm sure. Kinda. No way. We're will inventing the living iron come back to bite us in the ass. If there's anything I've learned, don't make cool stuff. <laughs> Should be a your, fucking. Your DM st- will use it against yeah, you. I'm a stick man with a stick sword, and I want to fight stick stuff. You catch fire. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> who invented fire? <laughs> oh, no one said fire. Oh, who said fire? <laughs> Why does King Hrodgir want to destroy the Tornrak so badly, and why have you joined his quest to do so? The latter we already answered in that the Tornrak, uh, rather, our previous captain negotiated with the Tornrak, and we found that unsavory. Oh, shit. Was he, like, trying to negotiate to get them to join the war? On their side, obviously. But that could set that up, or maybe they have something else, you know? I'm really interested in in is it Hrodgir? Yeah, Hrodgir. I'm really interested in in Hrodgir having tried to negotiate with them and failing. I was gonna say that they were choking his, like how he gets support or supplies on the seas. That they were bullying his they were bullying his ships and they still are. I really like that. That's that's a little bit more functional. I'd also like to say that to add insult to injury, when King Hrodgir sent. Uh, an emissary to go like talk with them and try to arrange a deal or whatever. Like the emissary that came back was like wearing that emissary's flesh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, yeah, just totally killed the messenger, you know, and they wore the messenger back with a mess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they attack anybody who comes close to them without any care for agreements or, you know, kill, they kill the messenger. So they've killed Rod Gear's supply lines, his messengers. They've shut down every attempt to negotiate or even talk with them. And that's the kind of thing where no one knows what they're, what they stand for, who they attend to. I think that all is still shrouded in mystery. They're just seen as these kind of unnegotiable forces and/or bandits, almost. No one, because because of the way in which they are kind of standoffish with everyone. Oh fuck. Tornrack or elves? Yep. I don't want to fuck with your lore, Ryan, if you had anything established, but a That's bunch of fucking, fucking dope sea elves who are just 
fucking do not give a shit. Well, because we were talking, awesome. it's like they're obviously not elves. Well, the reason they're not obviously not elves is because there aren't a lot, and the reason, and the only ones that are, are fucking savage because everyone treats them like shit. Everyone treats them like shit, and they're the only one who can survive in the worst kind of environments. And in this case, they are always at sea. They don't have ports. Yeah, and they're just fucking sailing around these northern awful areas. They've eating, sailed through eating humans and, and dwarves. Anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've 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 weathered every storm. Fuck, bastards! Oh, I just love fucked up elves. I'm so into it. So do you know that the Tornrack base is located in the middle of the uh, Tuhuk, uh Island chain? Think of like a Bermuda Triangle kind of area is how people view it in this world. But ex- instead of UFOs, it's fucking torn racks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what have you heard of the terrible creature that lurks within this base? Just give me a bunch of shit. I know. To. I was gonna say I love like a a, mon- a, a smash of a, it has a million eyes and a thousand tentacles and it speaks every language known to man. Does <laughs> no, <laughs> do, build the boss. Build yeah, the boss exactly. works. <laughs> well, it, let's. <laughs> oh God, it's, no! It's it's a big teddy bear that's yeah. very soggy from it's just an, sitting in the water for so long. <laughs> it says hack me, <laughs> and it also is just right on the cusp of dying. <laughs> And you can't pass by it until it gives you a big mound of gold on your ship. (laughs) Otherwise, you will be stayed at the islands. Which is made of gold. (laughs) And magic items. Notice I'm not writing anything down. (laughs) You may have noticed that the subtlety subtlety of Ryan's pen strokes have stopped. (laughs) As he doesn't... Okay, read read the question again, please. (laughs) Yeah. So you know that the Tornrack base is located in the Tehuk Island chain. What have you heard of the mysterious creature that lurks at the center of this island? I'm really interested in this being a bunch of sea tales that all happen to be true, which is to say that we each come up with one feature of it. Yeah, that's cool. I like yeah. it. They say that it freezes the sea around it to trap ships within. And it commands a legion to board them as soon as they do. Oh, fuck. But I've heard... That it comes in the form of a small child <laughs> asking if you'll help it find its mother. I always love playing into the what like the is that like the neurosis of the 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 superstition and anxiety of like see it oh it it it'll come to you you know, it'll it'll present itself as it's something like, uh, selkies or whatever, like right. uh, mermaid. I mean fucking mermaids. Exactly, yeah. 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 Sweet. Nolsk, how does your thirst like physically manifest itself? Like your slow like parting with the uh, material world. Oh, it's it's generally awful. So I mean, it's it's it starts as like a deep ache, like a deep muscle soreness, but not like I mean, you know, not doms, right? Like pain, but deep within you, and like an itch or a scratch that you can't get to because it's so far underneath the surface. But as it goes and it gets worse. I start to feel lightheaded and hazy and a little floaty, like being drunk, but so much more than that. Like like the, the physical aspects of, of being drunk, you know, um, this detachment from your surroundings. And then you start to feel real thin, like you've been up for three or four days. It just slowly like wears at me and eats at me as my, I mean, it's essentially my essence being split 
in the space and time in between this realm and Pythia. And it's, you know, it's a fate worse than death is what I truly fear. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that I'm necessarily going to just like wake up in Pythia. If I succumb to my thirst, it's far right. worse than that. Cause I'm also dabbling in magic that I don't really understand. All I'm doing is like keeping the spell that transported me here. All I'm doing is keeping that going. Yeah. How did you get onto the scale of Zaffir? We could talk this out too, but I no, I'm, I, no, I, I, I would, yeah. li- I would like you to take thoughts on it. I would like you to take point. Yeah, because as we already established, this is before desperation. Right, right. I think you came up to. Uh, this, this is actually fucking good. I think you came up to a dwarven ship of the opposing side and expected resistance but as you moved you realized that it wasn't really moving or reacting to you and when you finally kind of came alongside of it i was the only one alive on the ship oh you had slaughtered an entire yeah, an yep. entire enemy dwarven ship yep that's fucking hot and you were like oh this dude can murder things let's invite him on like he seems useful like despite the fact that i'm clearly fucked up and you don't know my origin necessarily like you guys don't know i'm pythian or whatever or if you do, it's only in subtle hints. Like the librarian knows, which we haven't really talked about the librarian, but we'll get there. It was very clear that I'm good at murdering things. And so you probably greeted me and you're like, uh, hey, A, one, don't murder us. B, we'll give you plenty of other things to murder. And I was like, cool. I want to point this a little bit more compassionately in that we established that I was taken in by a ship of dwarves. I'm human. I don't think that was, I don't, I never explicitly said that, but I'm human. And I was taken in by a ship full of dwarves. And I, I like th- that. I think that, that that colors that, is that you may have expressed that you didn't have anywhere to go. Right. On top of the fact of you being useful, which I don't want to undersell. But there is a, a compassion here, perhaps. Not, maybe not the entire driving force, but a compassion. No, I totally, I really, really like that. Sweet. Grieg, how did you and Socks meet? I don't want to wait. <laughs> For our lives to be over. It was high school. <laughs> I, I've been, I've been eyeing him for months. <laughs> Grieg is more of a book smart type of character. There are wilds in the swamp outside of the small kingdom. Let's put that in air quotes. That he is from. He once went outside and was overcome by creatures that inhabit the swamp. He had a small short sword and his bow and arrow that his father had given him. He would have died if not for the amazing feats of Socks, who leapt down, drilled into these creatures' skulls with his fangs and his claws, and killed most of them, took him back home. I'll also just add this on. Socks is kind of in tune with Grieg's emotional state, and the reason that Grieg left his kingdom, per se, is because Socks wanted them to leave. And if asked, he would probably say, like, because de- I was depressed. That's why we left. So Sox wants the best for Grieg? Yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> Told you he's <laughs> smarter than all of us. <laughs> yeah, so that, I mean, that was my next question was, why did Grieg leave his homeland? So is there, what was making Grieg depressed in his homeland, I should say? I think that Grieg is a lot more guarded about that in person. He wouldn't say that, but outside of character, the kingdom has fallen into a kind of ruin. It wasn't the most desirable place in the world to live to begin with, and just be coy about it, because it's the best. 
It's almost like you're gonna run a game there sometime. Mm. Ryan, cut that out. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, cut that out. <laughs> Something in the air was making Grieg very depressed. It's all the spores. Yeah. Ob- obviously. I mean, yes, yes, that's what it is. <laughs> it's all the spores. Realistically, it is. He's allergic to mold. <laughs> yep. He has a severe mold allergy. <laughs> And socks tapped into that and made him leave. <laughs> Listen, man. I, th- I mean, I think you're just allergic. I think I think we should just get out. Like, I think I think that's why you're sick all the time. There's just a lot of mold here. Yeah, it's really moldy. I enjoy that all three of you are just gonna play socks <laughs> to me. <laughs> hey, I haven't I haven't played socks at all. So I I said I am going to enjoy. <laughs> hey, dude. I, I, I think the baby. Uh, uh, good. Yeah. This is actually what I pictured in my mind. To put things straight, yeah, socks pulled me out of there because I was depressed. Cool. In the same way, actually, just as a funny kind of side note, in the same way that he made us mutiny. You <laughs> mutiny because your weasel told you to. <laughs> yep. Hey man, I just I just don't think that this is very cool. You know, Again, what, he, like what are these elves want? We like, can't really, talk like, to each other. The, he's just scurrying around my want? neck. <laughs> he's just scurrying around my neck. I'm like. That's the same thing he well, did before. Yeah, it's time for change. All that's coming across is like, it's, a, it's an interesting chain of command in that Sox has your ear and you have mine. <laughs> yeah. And I murder things on the behest of you. So I'm basically murdering things on the behest of this creature that I hate. <laughs> and are terrified and s- of. And it's super at, scary. And at night, Sox just steeples. Well, he doesn't do it with both hands Aww. anymore. He, he does it with the two bu- his, He does it. He runs his fingers across his little tum. <laughs> you just come into your room and there's a bunch of like summoning circles and, and like pentagrams all over. And like, what is all this? Uh, these are these are socks drawings. I don't understand <laughs> yeah. what the, what's the problem. Yeah, I thought they were normal for a boy his age. <laughs> <laughs> so joining you guys on your voyage uh, is a priestly group of. Holy Warriors. Ugh, escort mission. Known as the uh, Iron Crows. Tell me a little bit about their religion. And why are they with you? So they're dwarves. We can we can take Yeah, yeah no, that, we can just yep. settle that. Yep. Yeah. All these all these sea dwarves. Alright, I got it. So the Iron Crows are a dwarven religion. They generally worship the sky rather than the land. So they unlike most dwarves rather than delving deep or cutting down or controlling the mountains, they're more interested in the sky itself. We are taking them to the site of a meteorite that has landed somewhere relatively close by, but they are, they view, they view these artifacts as holy, but also they will collect the iron in order to use it in their own forges. What is the name of the goddess that they worship? I have dragon names written, so maybe one oh, of these will work. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> uh, G-Tomb, Yersin. I guess I didn't have as many as I thought. <laughs> that was it? Uh, two is not a list. <laughs> Can I roll out one that's just popping into my brain? Because sure. that's how my brain works. That was why I thought I'd talk. Go. Yep. Uh, Nasima. Sure, great. Nailed it. I know. That's kind of how I felt. And I was just like, I just want something that sounds kind of like this. Nasima? Yeah. So, Eilis, there are two new crew members on your ship for this voyage. One is an Iron Crow priest named Vilji, and the other is a guide from the Sikidic people of the Northern Ice Sheets 
named Kilut. How do you feel about these guests on your ship? So Kilut is here as a guide. What was the name of the Iron Crow priest? Vilji. I don't like the Iron Crow. In general, as a rule, they are antithetical to my precepts, I suppose. The sky being antithetical to the sea. Hmm. I don't dislike him. Or is it Vilji? We'll yeah. say we'll say him. I don't dislike him specifically. Keeps to himself mostly. But if you prompt him, he'll spout off incessantly about their cult, as I see it. The other one, remind me. He is named Kilut. He is like a, uh, they're northern seal hunters. And he knows this island chain because he was lost there for a while. Kilut I'm more tolerant of, though I'm reserving my favor. Certainly seems more useful on the outset. More used to being on these sorts of journeys. More useful in this kind of water. In water at all. Also a little less prone to proselytizing. Did I answer your question? The question was just what I thought of them, right? Yeah, like just kind of how you feel about them. So, yeah. Vil- Vilji, when left unattended. Vilji, right? The first one? Yeah. Yep. Vilji, when left unattended, will suggest that I do things, which I find absolutely insufferable. <laughs> He's a backseat captain. It's not. It, it has less to do with sailing and more to do with the day-to-day, but yes. You want to go through your deity stuff for me and the listeners before we start playing? Uh, absolutely. So the priest, let's let's just go through all the all the priest move in general because that'll inform all this. My idea at the outset was that I would be I, I'm a priest because I thought a captain would be a patron of the sea innately, and so I I thought of I thought how would that manifest itself? I want Induveruth, the aforementioned dragon to be a manifestation of this, a symbol of this. But the main crux here is that Eilis worships the sea. And so I'll just read this verbatim. You serve and worship some deity who grants you power. Give your god a name, Duvruth, and define your deity's domain by filling in each answer. Controls the sea, obviously. Represents exploration. I'm my my father, having been an adventurer. That is my my primary interest. And the sea, as expansive as it is, is very willing to show you what it hides. Duvaruth's worshippers is the crew. Are the crew? My crew, and our enemies are the crew of that aforementioned Fluke's Folly. These are my personal enemies, which. This being my personal faith is how this manifests. This isn't a religion I'm part of, necessarily. The sea, on the other hand, demands secrets and is very good at keeping them. Should I talk about the priest's moves, you guys think? or It'll come up. It, as they come up. It. Uh, yeah. yeah. Read it when it happens. Okay. Should I should I talk about anything else, you guys think? I mean, unless Ryan has any other questions, I think that's good. I have good. one more. Shoot. Um, Do it. Eilis has encountered an ancient sea beast that lurks among the depths once before. What was it? Dude, it was Duvaruth. Sick. No way. <laughs> when I when I was cast out to sea, the thing that brought me to to the ship It carried you on its like back. It carried like, me on its back you. and I yeah. I saw it as a giant blue dragon.
Demon Cop, the movie. <laughs> the new Netflix special <laughs> coming out. It's real bad. I still haven't watched it. Watch it. <laughs> That's my concern, is they already greenlit a second one. Ugh. Because of that. Ugh. It's Netflix. Like people are just gonna watch it. To a certain point if they just embrace like the, you know, sci fi original movie aspects of that, that that'd be great. Oh, Oh, that'd be fantastic. If the next one could be Orknado, like, I'm, yes. What I thought, because when it was pitched <laughs> not to me originally. as much as you Orc yeah. cop versus shark. <sighs> Holy shit, what if it's like Orc Watch? Like, it's a fucking Baywatch, which is like. <laughs> See, this is what I thought the Orcs movie was originally. <laughs> but it took itself, it, it was serious. Just slow no, it's motion so serious. Orcs running on a beach. <laughs> 